This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Everybody, welcome. Welcome to the Basement Bookers Podcast. This is Jerry, one half of the Basement Bookers Podcast. And with me is my co-host, the ever-informative, always copying, pasting, in his professional and private life, Richard is Richard, welcome to the Basement Bookers Podcast. Thank you for welcoming me to our podcast. Um, I, I, gotta, I gotta ask, what was, what was up with that intro? Was that, like, from something? Is that derived or inspired by something that I have no idea what it is? It always is. And you yeah. don't pay enough attention to the things you watch, even if they're as recent as maybe like a week or two ago. Correct. So, you know, I'll leave I, it up to the base of Booker's Bookiverse to figure out what the heck I did because oh. it's always nice to have a little thing for somebody to play with. <laughs> yeah. I, you know I, that. Title of your sex tape. Yeah. I, that reference I got. But a lot of pop culture, you know very well, I just don't get. And that's okay. That's on me. That's not on pop culture. Uh, we do have, as Jared pointed out in our pre-show chat, we have a big episode. There's a lot to go over. But before we get too far into it, I would like to take this moment, as always, to thank our tribal chief, the head of the table, Mr. Roman Reigns, for allowing us this platform and this time to give to you this Basement Booker's podcast. Unfortunately, Rich Deriz is always not as good as me as honoring the tribal chief. I would also like to overrule him and say that I also <laughs> am thankful to the tribal chief for blessing us with not one, but two wrestling performances, both starting the week and ending the week in dominant fashion. And twice on the Raw. Fact that, the, the, the fact that I, I, for some reason, I always consider it like one night, even if you're wrestling more than one time. Mm-hmm. So even more so the fact that you could just casually just do the regular same cut and paste acknowledgement of the tribal chief and not add more respect to it considering how much actual like he he was he gave he displayed his prowess for us for everyone to see twice on Monday and, mm-hmm. and and Friday night on SmackDown and uh you know I don't know it's not looking good for you heading into this uh championship match that you're going into on Sunday. I guess not. I might just. I might just be the underdog. You're. You are the. You are the champion. Out of all the titles being defended, you are the underdog. Like you are the mm. most underdog. It's gonna be the most one-sided, because everything else just seems so obvious to me. Maybe to be honest, I haven't thought much about the card. I haven't had a moment to think about um, the upcoming uh, Extreme Rules card other than i'm looking at it here and there is only one well two technically one extreme rules match one triple threat everything else is just straight up matches i think you know i know people have a problem with that but i think it's fine because sometimes they'll do like a pay-per-view and it's like every title's on the line and the like they'll do like an opposite it'll be like clash of champions and it's Mm -hmm. like it's because every title's on the line it's like yeah, but most times all the titles are on the line. So why is this one special? You know, it's like, oh, no, we're also going to have both tag team championships instead of one. And for this whole Extreme Rules thing, it's like, 
all right, but is you know these these extreme rules, these matches, they're not exactly like not they're not special. They're not, not anymore. I, I only see one tag title match here. That's what I'm just talking about like oh, okay. the difference between oh, like Night of Champions and like a regular ass pay per view. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's just like one or two extra title matches, and that's the only difference. Mm-hmm. It's it's like you get like all what is it nine, eight or nine, whatever it is title. Whatever absurd amount to. of titles it is. It's too many. Uh, anyway, as always, we are going to run through the news first briefly, but that could have been I mean, a segue. A decent amount of news here. Um. Continued fallout from last week's episode of Dark Side of the Ring. On Busted Open Radio, Dave LaGreca announced that due to Dreamer's comments uh, regarding the plane ride from hell, uh, Dreamer will no longer be hosting the show. He didn't say it was indefinitely, but he also said he doesn't know how long that will be for. Presumably, much like WWE is, it'll be until it blows over. Like, you treated this guy as if he did anything. And all he did was say insensitive shit. Sorry, but that's just not enough for me. I hear you. Like, the people Um, that are offended by that, guess what? Most of them, they don't listen to busted open radio. And they don't watch Impact. Well, they don't watch Impact, but that's the size of the point. (laughs) Who does? But, um... You know, you you never know who's, who's gonna hear about it or whatever. And I think the... The demographic here that would be um, most affected by uh, Time Dreamer's words are actual victims of any sort of sexual assault where – because I feel like uh, what what this is stemming from is Dreamer seemingly minimalizing the accusations against Ric Flair. Okay, but something one idiot says doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't demean what happened to you. It still happened to you. The worst thing that ever happened to you is the worst thing that ever happened to you. Like, it doesn't matter who's saying what about it. I'm really sick and tired of this culture that we're having now. Like, he didn't do anything. He said dumb things. He's to be ridiculed and mocked. Like, he didn't do anything. You know, like it's mm-hmm. not fixing anything. It's not. I I see what you're saying. I do. We're not going to debate that here. Separate. That's separate. Moving on from that. Um, Fightful Select is reporting that WWE is planning to target a younger demographic for NXT going forward. Uh, they're looking at 18 to 34 specifically, rather than 18 to 49, which is a pretty broad. And the 18th to 34 is pretty broad also. Um, uh, but it's also saying that they're going to move towards an edgier product with more aggressive ring work, harsher language, and more lenient wrestling gear for its female talent. Which is interesting. Braun Breaker is going to become the NXT champion the first match he has against Tommaso Ciampa. I really hope I'm not. just letting you know. I really, really That's hope what not. they're building to. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be next Wednesday, my dude, or like the mm-hmm. first takeover of 2.0, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I do think it is in his future at some point. I just hope it's not his first title match that he gets it. Um, I so think that's how you on. make an impact, like Brock. Brock's first title match, you won. You beat The Rock. True. 
I mean, he had to win the King of the Ring to earn it. Mm-hmm. But he did he did do it at SummerSlam. It's burned into my memory. Yeah, I don't know if um t- time will tell on that. I don't know if comparing Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa to Brock Lesnar and The Rock. No, what it's I'm obviously mm. it's obviously not a direct comparison, but like the situation maybe. No, because we'll you're th- I think the reason we're disconnected here, at least for mm-hmm. me, is because you are still thinking by NXT rules. You're not thinking by what by what they feel about NXT 2.0. You're right, and, and what I'm that's also, supposed to be. I'm also just hopeful. Like I want, I want to like it, and I feel like if they do that, I won't like it. I will. I know. I think it's great. And I think if the brand that they're trying to build is the brand they're trying to build, it's not with Tommaso Ciampa as their champion. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're trying to do young, you can't have Randy the Ram from The Wrestler, which, by the way, it's not even close. Like, Tommaso Ciampa's, like, way fit and, you know, than, like, that character. It's just, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, at, at least according to Vince thinking it's old, like, mm-hmm. he, he doesn't exactly inspire spryness. Like, I like him. I'm just, He's a badass. I'm just saying, like, for what they're trying to make NXT 2.0, mm-hmm. he's not going to be the champion for long. And they, they really want to build this guy. And they're putting that together right now for a reason. You know, I think, for me, your words hurt because they're right. I'm sorry, Rich. Sometimes I, I, <laughs> words do hurt. I I think you're I think you're onto something, and I don't like it, but that doesn't make it any less true. You know what, Rich? This this podcast, it's a safe space. It's, you know, I, I'm surprised I didn't see that Joe Gacy thing in when I was uh, compiling the news. So it looks like they're stopping the Joe Gacy, um, gimmick. They've removed all references to uh, the safe space and every, literally everything he said. Oh, what? Why? Because they triggered a, bu- triggered a bunch of college dropouts? Well, no. Actually, uh, Fox News reported on it and a couple of other mainstream media outlets. I think I maybe the New York Post. I don't remember. But I know for sure Fox News reported on it. And it must not have looked good for them. Oh, come and on. Here, here's what I think. Here, here's what I know and my experience, I should say. WWE has always responded directly to current events. Yeah, it's always been about the are. culture. Because I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Actually, I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's very important <laughs> and it's probably the worst thing because it probably cut you off at the knees. But hey, come on, man. Listen, you still have shins. But I, uh, do, have, I do have shins. Unlike uh, Listen, unlike some of our listeners like um, Hank Hill's dad. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the shins blown off in the war, the poor guy. Yeah, he's he's one of our listeners, and you see why I have to adapt so I could cover the interests of all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the point I was making is like the reason why you know people react to punches like more than they do like a suplex is because that's happened to more people, you know. And they've lived, you know, if you're living in the culture and you're experiencing it then you got to put it in the product because then you can respond to that there kind of deal. Like That's Vince knows that shit. Mm-hmm. That's a great example. Like, um, I don't know. Literally, no one I know has actually been... I shouldn't say that. 
I know one victim of a suplex, and I know it wasn't a very pleasurable experience. There might have been a futon broken. There might have been a dent in the wall made. Regardless. Think about, hey, come on, man. (laughs) Think about it. Think about it for a second. Like, check this out. Like, look at this. Think about storylines. And as I list these little tropes, you'll have like a visceral, almost not like visceral, but like inside, you're like, yeah, that sucks. Like, you've lost your job or your girlfriend cheated on you or your friend stabbed you in the back. You know, these are things that's happened to people. Mm-hmm. You know, they've had people talk about them behind their back. People act like their friend. They're not their friend. These are all things. There's a reason that, like, throughout history, it's in literature. It's in all the entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Vince knew that. That's why Vince is so good. Um, yeah, and I, so I, I wonder if part of the reason why, if not for the mainstream coverage, because obviously uh, no one WWE that knows will ever really come forward with all the knowledge on this. Uh, but I wonder if maybe one of the reasons why they stopped it is because they know that some fans will resonate with what Joe Gacy was saying and will react to him as a face, whereas others will, you know, condemn Joe Gacy's point of view and make him a heel. And it would polarize the WWE audience, you know, as, you know, uh, left wing versus right wing um you know, and different perspectives on that. And it would sort of not necessarily make Joe Gacy either a heel or a face. It would just be that guy for that side. Boy, gone gone are the days that you could turn a war hero into an Iraqi sympathizer and, you know, just do the thing and <laughs> no one really be offended by it. But uh, Joe Gacy <laughs> mocking, which is obviously something that should be mocked. Well... We don't want people tearing each other's throats out. Okay. Man, how are we ever going to like... Like, you get stuff by trying things. Mm -hmm. That's science. You know, that's seeing what moves the needle in regards to, you know, sports entertainment. Mm -hmm. They didn't even give it a week. They didn't let anybody do anything with that. But then again, you know... They probably have their social media people or whatever. I don't know. Stuff yeah, moves it, faster it, than it used to. Yeah, it, it must not have gotten the reaction that they were looking for, and they just like immediately pulled the plug. Yeah, we need more random Italians that just want to go wrestle. That's what we need. <clears throat> What's that guy's name? Santino Morella? No, the, the, the guy with... From 2.0, man, the NXT. He's like, they did like this promo with this guy where he's like this Italian dude. He's just walking the streets and he's talking about he wants to, you know what I'm talking about. I do. I don't remember his name, though. He looks like he might have hung out with Garouche one one or two times, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, that that's a really old trope, you know, like Italians, you know, having connections in the mafia. Waste management, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, you say waste management, you're talking about the mafia. Yeah, I know, exactly. Well, you know, it's a better, what better way to, you know, dispose of a body than having waste management as a cover to launder money anyway. Mm -hmm. Anyway, moving on from that. Um, So, going back to the NXT demographic thing and the, um, the more lean wrestling gear for its female talent, which was some wording that caught my eye there. Uh, the report goes on to say that there's no paperwork supporting 
any of this that is coming from Vince directly by word of mouth, presumably to avoid any sort of legal potholes. So what's the deal? They say that gir- the girls could just wear whatever? They're going to be more lenient in allowing things. I think we're going to see some more cake. Um, I think that's probably directly in response to AEW. AEW and all the cake they got. Thank you, Anna Jay. Thank you, Ty Conti. Yeah, it's but they got cake in Tony Storm, and she's just an accessory in this stupid Nakamura thing. I know, and I hate that. She's so much better than literally everything involving that storyline. And I like Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Yeah, but, like, I thought, like, what year is this? I thought we were past that, like, you know, she's a wrestler. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. Like, she's not in NXT now. She's now just jumbled in with the rest of the SmackDown stuff. And that's such a waste, man. They messed up. They already messed it up. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Uh, MVP uh, revealed on Instagram that he re- uh, recently underwent knee surgery, saying that before the surgery, quote, my meniscus looks like a bomb exploded in my knee. Awesome. Wow. I think <laughs> I've heard that before. That's just, that looks to be a common thing with that stuff. Could be. Um, I mean, I've never seen a, a torn meniscus, but maybe that is just what a torn meniscus looks like. Your results may vary. Mm-hmm. Um. So I. So that's obviously the real reason behind the storyline rib injury from the RKO. I don't know why they didn't say like neck injury or uh, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Rib injury just sounds weird. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, continuing the injury and health in general. Um thread here. Sammy Callahan seems to have suffered a broken ankle in his match at Victory Road and he's expected to be out 6-12 to 12 months. PWInsire.com reported that Mahabali Shira also suffered an unspecified injury at the same pay-per-view with a more info to come as it becomes available. Uh, yeah, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. Uh, the thing about MVP, maybe they did go with rib injury because that's like an annoying thing to have to like sell like when you come back. Mm-hmm. Or like, because a lot of times what they do is when you they do an injury angle on somebody, they pick something that can be used in the psychology of like a match. It's like, oh, this this guy he's got histories of neck problems or whatever. You yeah, know. but like he he was already walking around with a cane. Why not just say just oh, make he it even exacerbated his knee injury. Just make it even worse. That's all. Just make it even worse. I don't know, but. Who's to say? I just think uh, there's, there's sometimes there's reasons and sometimes it's just whatever. Yeah. And also they they don't think you're gonna give a shit. Hmm. Yeah, probably. So Noelle Foley revealed on Instagram this week that she's been dealing with post concussion syndrome for the past two years, which is probably what halted her wrestling career. <sighs> Remember she was training? Yeah, I never took it seriously. Just like, oh, hey, we need something wrestling related for the show. So, hey, go go hang out with Sasha Banks. Like, I don't remember who else was there. You, they say never judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. But you can kind of tell when somebody's heart really in, isn't into one thing. And, like, the, I think for wrestling it needs to be 100%. Like, mm-hmm. you could get rid of, like, 90%. You could go down to, like, giving it 90%. If you're like just like an average, like above average dude, mm-hmm. but like if you're a female in that industry, it has you have to do one hundred percent. 
Otherwise, you know, especially like, you know, who her father is, they're not going to take any chances with her. Yeah. Like, what if something happens and it's like, oh, you fucked up her father and now her, now, now she's fucked up? Hmm. So that could be part of it, too. Yeah, she probably never got a chance to really learn how to do it because they're trying to handle her with kid gloves. And, you know, it could also be, by the way, be just talking. She could just be the running shits and no one has the, the, the bravery to tell her. You know, it could be it's that. Being, well, well, she said she suffered the concussion on a roller coaster. Oh. Which is crazy. Well, I know. I was just talking about wrestling, you know, why she I hasn't know. really done it. Like, why she's not doing it right now. Because she, if she really wanted to, she would have been doing it. She's busy just being beautiful and Instagramming and hanging out with clowns or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not a bad life. It's not a bad life. I mean, she's making money off of it. She must be. Listen, you win the genetic lottery, you go ahead, you profit, do what you got to do. <laughs> I'm not hating. I would. Anyway, let's let's keep it moving there. Um, insert right. words. All right, last bit of health news here. Superstar Billy Graham wrote on his Facebook that he went to the hospital earlier this week due to a heart issue known as atrial fibrillation, later adding that doctors at the Mayo Clinic have confirmed it is not due to his past steroid use. Oh, sounds like somebody's trying to get that last push, brother. Like, they don't know, like, when their number's up. They got to make sure they stay in in the relevant news space just in case something happens to them. So maybe they could get on TV for a little bit. Come on, man. I know he's kind of spewed a lot of hate, but... He's such a mean man, but I don't ever want anything bad to happen to him. I hope everything's cool. Exactly. Because I really don't want to have to do a tribute episode. Look, I'm just saying, I just don't want to. Yeah, uh, but it's never easy. It's never never easy. It's never easy, but you got to be objective because... Look, I always say, no matter who you're talking about, and, you know, it's no matter what you think about them, that they're somebody's, you know, son, you know, brother, father, somebody, someone to something. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it, you don't want other people to be sad, so. Yeah. And not for nothing, even at his advanced age, I'm sure he could kick either of our asses. Like, even, even if he wouldn't piss on me if I were on fire, I still wouldn't, you know want anything bad to happen. Mm-hmm. reported this week that Graham Metalik requested his release from WWE. Uh, his contract runs through 2023 and there is no word yet on if his request has been granted. I would just not grant it because I'd be mm-hmm. doing him a favor. Yeah, just pay him. Keep him home. Let him rest up. Let him... I mean, they they probably figure like, oh, he'll just sit around and get fat. But hopefully for him, he would be you know like going to the gym, maybe getting cut, you know, making sure he looks good for his AEW debut. If you know if I were him, I would just keep working hard. Like yeah. you not doing anything or being booked, that just gives you more of an opportunity to do things you enjoy. Maybe expand uh, your profile a little bit. Maybe get yourself a social media manager. Uh, mm-hmm. Get out there, go viral. Maybe do a cameo on a uh, Spanish soap opera, English soap opera. It doesn't matter. Get on a soap opera. Get on a kid's TV show. Get your brand out there. What's your brand? What's your vibe? Just share it, man. And maybe you might even not even care anymore. Mm. You know, just build your own stock. Maybe. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know, play some video Start a games. Cryptocurrency. Yeah, play some video games. Um, you know, you can't stream it, I guess, but you know, you'll figure it out. Unless he goes by like his real name and without a mask. Yeah, and then no one's gonna know who he is. Right. He'd just be me. But <laughs> I feel like that would be sort of a loophole. Because if he's not using WWE's name, right? Even though, like, I'm sure he owns the name Grand Metalik. But I thought the whole culture of the luchadors to never reveal your face. Right, but if he's not saying that he's Grand Metalik and just going by whatever his real name is. Yeah. Uh, Let me tell you something. Maybe that would have worked without the internet, but there are some creepy people out there. No, I know. I just just think WWE wouldn't really have a leg to stand on. Yeah. As far as any sort of legal recourse. But if he actually respects lucha, he wouldn't be able to do it. It's true too. Because they'll find out. Like they've, like people on the internet have solved crimes. Okay, like mm-hmm. they can match this guy <laughs> to his character with easy just voice recognition software. Hmm. It's Crazy not stuff. hard. Yeah. Well, maybe something to look into. Just take way. my advice, man. Just do, just do what I said, man. Listen, I'm mm-hmm. not good at. Doing what I say, but I'm really good at saying stuff. And what <laughs> I said makes sense. Mm-hmm. That used to be me, and then I just stopped saying things. Yeah. Uh, WWE has announced that they've signed on to executive produce the reboot of American Gladiators. That Deadline reports, quote, will feature a slew of WWE wrestling superstars. This is interesting. I hope they're all built like Terry Crews instead. Let's just get a whole bunch of Terry Crews clones, and they'll be like all the gladiators. That'd be and I want them crashing through walls and shit, <laughs> you know, like the Kool-Aid man. I want mm-hmm. freaking, I want that jousty thing, you mm-hmm. know, bring back the Eliminator. Let's go. I don't remember the Eliminator. I remember joust. They have to go through the Eliminator at the end in order that to. That was the final course? Yeah. Okay. I believe that's what they called it. If they didn't, then whatever. It's been a long time. I used to watch American Gladiators. And then later on, they used to do American Gladiators. And they would also be wrestling sometimes. But they used to have this thing where it's like fake karate or whatever. It was like some weird shit. It's like UMAC Masters or some shit like that. It was so stupid. Hmm. Anyway. I don't know if I saw that. It was so bad. You could look it up later on Google. Like I will. It's it's like they try to do pro wrestling, but with karate. Because mm. you know karate was cool for a while. It was. You know, for a minute. <laughs> it like, was a hot. A it minute. was a hot minute, dude. Don't yeah. act like that, dude. That from that new Marvel movie, acting like kung fu movies never existed. Acting like he's doing something revolutionary with his kung fu movie. Get the fuck out of here. Be- uh, Shang Chi. Yeah. Hmm. Like I've been, I used to love, you know, Deadly Venoms, man. You know, there's uh, there's a plethora of them. Hell, man. Like they used to have these cool American Ninja movies. Those were awesome. Anyway, I'm done ranting about being old. Good. Last bit of news: uh, Karen Cross and Scarlett announced their engagement on social media this week. Congratulations to them. It hurts, but you know, we all saw this coming. Gary Cross did what he had to do before he was emasculated any further and she'd lost interest. He'd have to lock it down. It's the only play. Yeah. It's really all he had. Like, he is being turned into such... Anyway, I'm not doing that rant again. (laughs) 
Yeah, I the, the this gladiator looking thing. I mean, it's it, it's not landing. I don't think if, it's not working. If 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 Rowan is to believed that if they have more balls than him to be like, no, we're not doing this, then I don't know what to tell you. Because remember, that was the concept for the Bludgeon Brothers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Rowan also said those mallets actually weighed like twenty pounds. I believe him. I mean, like, I'm looking at my 20-pound weight here and looking at, obviously, the size difference between those mallets and this. I believe that, but, like, a mallet that size should be, like, 150 pounds. Yeah, if, if were, you like, want to murder thing. somebody, sure, but not if it's a prop in a stupid wrestling show, you psycho. No, I'm just saying, like, it, yeah, yeah, they were 20 pounds, but they could they could have been a lot heavier for, um, for what they were. Yeah. I'm glad that he was able to inform us on, you know, weight and dimensions. Since he's got nothing to hide. You know, there's a bright spot on everything. Indeed. Sure, he may have um, lost his job, but hey, we know stuff. Yes, we kind of do. So, speaking of having bright spots on everything, let's go to our Extreme Rules predictions. Why not? This is going to be very easy. Maybe. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think you'd ever been beaten so badly before. Really? Yeah, it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be bad, bro. It might even come I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'm just talking to like, you know, get under your skin and like get you to make a mistake. Who knows? You know, you never know. You're not gonna know. Yeah, you're probably trying to goad me into like Maybe. Maybe making, I'm not making like all having all my picks different from yours and really challenging. I just know that's not going to work. Don't talk right, yourself so, into a shoot, brother. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to ignore the trash talk here. So let's start at the relatively obvious bottom of the card. By the way, no, no nothing announced for the pre-show yet. Um, but this one has a pre-show kind of feel. Liv Morgan versus Carmella. I know that's not going to be on the pre-show, though. They usually have something a little bigger than that on the pre-show, and this will be like in the middle of the card somewhere. I'm going with Carmella on this one. Yeah, I think I'm feeling Carmella on this one also. I don't think they're going to give it to to Liv just yet. You know what? I changed my mind. I'm going to take Liv Morgan. Now, now I know you're fucking with me. Now I know all you're going to do for all these predictions is fuck with me. What? Me? Come on, man. I'm basement chair. I'm sticking my guns with Carmella. Because, to spite you. And I hope I'm right, obviously. I hope you're right too, Rich, because I want you to be happy. Uh, this I, I feel like this one is probably going to be one of, one of the tougher uh, matches on the card here to predict. The Usos versus the Street Profits for the tag titles. Yeah, maybe if you're a dipshit. All right. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just, I don't know why I said that. I wasn't trying to be an asshole, but it felt like it would be really funny to say. <laughs> so that's really the main reason I did it. And it's the main reason I say most things on this podcast. You'll know when I'm not. Um, <laughs> uh, I picked the Usos, man. Because, mm-hmm. listen, if you, like, they want the smoke, but, like, Montez Ford got almost killed on Friday night. Yeah, like it against the tribal chief. Mm-hmm. Like it, Dawkins is at a wedding or something. Yeah, or something. 
I'm going to go with the Usos also. I, j I think it makes the most sense to continue keeping the bloodline strong. Um, and, of course, they could work off Montez not being 100%. Dawkins, you know, missing the week of action. Maybe a tiny amount of ring rust. Maybe a little jet lag. Maybe a little partying too much. Uh, yeah, I mean, solo cups. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna reverse the order here for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This is a big match, though. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Look, Rich, we've been through this. It's never a good thing when I pick against her. So I'm gonna go with Becky Lynch. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm loyal to a fault. Mm -hmm. And you have proven that picking against Becky Lynch loses you your championship. That's right, Rich. So, I'm going with Becky also. Um, they, they're going to extend this run. This, this feud. It's going gonna, it's gonna to continue a bit longer. It's not. Like, they're not just giving the belt back to Bianca yet. It has to. I'm just sitting here wondering what Fugazi shit Becky's going to do. Because they're not going to make this clean. Right. Yeah, the, uh, maybe, like, tie her hair to the turnbuckle or something. I wonder if they'll give Becky a heater. Hmm. That's a possibility too. That would be dope, though. Like I don't know who. I'm just saying it'd be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Like if they were smart, they'd fast track, fast track Kaylee Ray. But she's not. I don't know size wise. I think they're about the same. But it doesn't matter. She's a psychopath. That's true. And you know what? The fact that Becky doesn't need a heater just gives her more heat that she would have one. Yeah, exactly. That's good. I like that. Thanks. I don't know if they'll think of it. Or oh, no, that's... We always run that risk, Rich, there is. It's part of being a wrestling fan. You know, it's sitting here on our asses mm -hmm. on a Saturday, basement booking, while they're out we there do. breaking their bodies, spending time away from their families, traveling back and forth, and doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. While we psychoanalyze and bitch about every little thing they do. You got that right. All right. We, we, we all have our place in the world, such as ours. That's right. Yours is not champion. So let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Triple threat for the U.S. Championship. Priest defending against Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. Look, the only real question in this match is who is Damian Priest going to pin? Sheamus or Jeff Hardy? Jeff Hardy. So, yeah. But uh, obviously, I'm going with Damian Priest. This is a no-brainer. This is a real what-are-we-even-talking-about-here type of situation. Wow. Um, you know, I think they're dead set on on uh, Damian Priest being the United States champion, and it's going to be for a little bit. Uh, there was a, an award show recently that he actually presented an award to Bad Bunny. Yeah, Zelina Vega was there, too. Mm -hmm. I, I have Twitter and Instagram. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, for the Raw Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair defending against Alexa Bliss. Look, in another situation of what are we talking about over here, I'm um, going with Charlotte here. Uh, it's just, what an embarrassment it would be if this Alexa Bliss were to defeat Charlotte. Now, it could change. It could change if Alexa Bliss is actually the five feet of fury and beats Charlotte. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if I see that. But 
uh, to play it safe and continue my reign as champion, I'm going to go with Charlotte because rarely does it pay off for me to go against her. And, you know, going with her is what got me my championship back in the first place. Mm. So It's a good memory on your part. Of course. Um, to be honest, I don't know how much further they could really take this Alexa Bliss thing. I'm I'm waiting for the payoff. We haven't gotten it yet. That's where what you a- and I differ, my friend. I know. You already gave up on it. I checked out a long time ago. Jared's not here, man. Mm-hmm. I want the payoff. I don't necessarily think the title is the payoff. Uh, I don't necessarily think beating Charlotte is the payoff. I think this match could be pivotal for the Alexa Bliss character in general, and this might be a, a turning point for her, I hope. One, I mean, literally one way or the other. Either go back to Five Feet of Fury like Charlotte said, or go further into this rabbit hole uh, to where I don't know. Uh, but whatever. I'm going with Charlotte also. Because I think character-wise, it wouldn't work for Shaw to lose to this Alexa Bliss. I don't think that anything anything good could really come of it. That's a great way of saying what I said. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> um, I I just really like this whole this this Alexa Bliss thing is still just such a big question mark. Huh? Hey, like, hey, Rich, it's okay, man. You were uh, tricked. Well, let me, let me say it. Like, I wanna, I wanna. At this point, I'm looking back and saying, why has this gone on for so long? Because they're really not doing anything new or spectacular. It's just doing a thing. Like, what happened to the um, the voodoo? She doesn't do that anymore. Oh, because it's stupid? But, like... Where to come from in the first place? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Could like would Bray have been able to do that had he tried? I don't know, Rich. What else? I may be a little annoyed at myself for giving them so long with it. Interesting. Was that about? Was that what you needed to say? Yes. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, what you just heard here. Is the same kind of a behavior someone would have in a relationship going nowhere. <laughs> you know, he's, he's sitting here, you know, and he's like, they're going to change. They're going to they're, they're gonna write this voodoo is going somewhere. They're doing this new thing. It's going to be great. I'm interested. And guess what? Like it never happened. Just stringing him along. Being strung along. This is unhealthy behavior, Rich is. Indeed. And I think that you should have a conversation with the Alexa Bliss gimmick. You guys should just sit and have it really hear you. You know, just not just listen, but hear you and what you're saying and how you feel about where this is going. And you're not comfortable with where it's going because it's nowhere. Yeah, you, I, need, I need to know why I'm invested. Now. You you deserve to be happy. And I, I do, think you've given this more time 
than it needed to have. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point, maybe shit or get off the pot would be the perfect thing here. I agree. Okay. I just really hope they don't shit. Just, <laughs> all right, then. Get off the pot. Yeah. So. All righty. That brings us to what is presumably going to be the main event of the evening. Roman Reigns, our tribal chief, the head of the table, successfully defending against the demon Finn Balor. Oh, spoiler alert, I guess. Is it a spoiler? Like, I I mean, everything that's happened thus far, you'd have to be a fucking idiot (laughs) not to know where they're going. (laughs) Um, Listen, this... Like, sure, there could be a distraction or interference, some Brock, and maybe... The demon goes over. No. What are we talking about here? Why? What are we talking about here? Yeah. It's another... Like, I was thinking about this, and as if it wasn't even to be made more sure. Like, even more sure and more more certain that Roman Reigns is going to beat the shit out of Finn Balor. I don't care how he does it. It's an extreme rules match, so anything goes. There's your first red flag. Right oh, yeah, there. I forgot about that. Okay. So, second, if you think about what Michael Cole, like, talks about the demon when he comes out, right? Mm-hmm. Just take what he says and replace it with this. Finn, Finn Balor's alter ego. Finn, no. Finn Balor's covered himself in body paint and he's very angry. <laughs> That's all the demon is. Mm-hmm. He's very angry that he had to stand there for so long to get that shit put on him to look like a fucking clown. And look, here's the thing. <laughs> and this is how you know that you're at this point where you're like, I'm too old for this shit. Where that's how you feel. Maybe that's not how you feel. Maybe that's not how you guys out there feel. But listen, I'm in my 30s. Not early. This is stupid. And look, I get it. I get what you're going to say. You're doing a wrestling podcast. That's right. (laughs) Which means that we're experts at the absurd, I think. Yeah. If you live the absurd. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's downright absurdity, okay? Finn Finn Balor is just going to be another kooky character, all of the fiend, that just gets smashed and just stacked, you know? And that's it. And I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. And it won't be the last time, because next week I'll say it again. The demon, yes, he's a powerful force. But he was undefeated in NXT until he ran into a Samoan named Joe. Okay? Mm-hmm. I dare not speak the tribal chief's true name. All I'm saying is it don't go well for him against Samoans. Especially mm. Samoans named Joe. Indeed. So, overall general prediction here. Within two years, I think we will read the words, Prince Devitt is all elite. Look, yeah, probably. It makes so much sense. And he's got built-in angles already because, guess what? He was a founder of the Bullet Club. Yeah, I think it's him, but before it's him, it's Kevin Owens, too. I don't... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kevin Owens, I think his contract's up in December, is the rumor. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So unless they like back up the Brinks truck because he's a family man, then he's out. I don't know if like they de- Vince definitely doesn't see in Owens what he sees in Brock. So I mean, I know Vince is gonna like really question. How much is going in that Brinks truck? I mean, you could put and a I, lot I of know. names instead of Brock's in that list, by the way. That's very true, <laughs> but uh, KO is the one we're talking about at the moment. Or Steen, if you will. I'm just saying, like, he's not even, like, you know... That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe, like, they'll send him, like, an extra, like, you know, turkey for Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, but... I don't think it's gonna like if it turns out they're gonna if they can offer more I think he'll stay, but like I don't think it'd be for long because I don't know it seems to be the cool place where the cool kids want to hang out. Well, it's I mean you know it's an alternative you you get get to kind of do what you want a lot you get a lot more time off it seems. Which means more time with the family, which is going to appeal to Kevin Owens. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to need a tiebreaker just in case our title match, Carmella versus Liv Morgan, ends in a draw or something. So, I'm going to say, main event, on, tiebreaker. It's interesting how you get to go first. It's very interesting. How does that work? Uh, you can go first if you want. I'm, I'm just I asking. Write, I write, I'm just asking a question. Like, how is it that I go first for everything else, but when it comes to this, you decide that you're gonna go first? I just want an answer for that one. Well, because you're trying time, to fucking cheat. Last time <laughs> you went first, and I went up by like a minute or something like that, and I mean, it, it was it it went in my favor. You making rules now? I'm not making rules. I'm just saying it did. It so did. I figure this time I will extend the courtesy and I can put mine first. I can say it. I already locked. I already typed it in here, so I don't plan on changing unless you say the same number. Obviously. Uh huh. Uh, but I'll I'll leave it up to you. What do you want to do? Do you do you want to announce your cho- your uh, guess first? Yeah, my guess is thirty three minutes. Mm. What, All right. what was Mine. yours before you changed it just now? I didn't change it. 17 minutes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Or, wow. <laughs> it's like, um, uh, but, like, that might be a bad idea, but I mean, like, you never know. It could be like a relatively quick DQ or something. Man, when you're right, you're right. Could, you know, could, could be anything. Anything anything can happen in WWE. Yeah, especially in Extreme Rules matches. Yup. Can't be a DQ, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I'm sitting here, I'm like, alright, I revealed the landmine and he's still going to step on it. <laughs> no, my head is obviously just not in the game. I shouldn't um, have said shit, man. See, see how honorable I am? I'm not changing it. I am an honorable man. So, 17 to 33, that's a difference of 14 minutes. No, wait, 17, that's a difference of 16 minutes. So, as long as it, so if it's 
less than 25 minutes, I win. If it's more than 25 minutes, you win. Yeah. Well, doesn't look good for me. Well, I hope I win. You know, I really do. Because winning is fun. Indeed. We could all agree on that. All right. So the card looks like I got Carmella. Jared has Liv Morgan. We both have the Usos. We both have Roman Reigns. We both have Charlotte. We both have Damian Priest. And we both have Becky Lynch. Kind of feels like a weird card. Something feels weird about it. You think they're going to add a match? I mean, there's only six matches. I, I, they, like, they almost have to. Like, it's kind of been a regular thing for them to have, like, an impromptu match lately. Yeah. Or at least a late advertised match. Well, that really never affects us, though. Indeed. Yeah, we, nev we never vote on those. Nothing, nothing for Seth. Edges hurt. That's extended to next week. Well, yeah, Edge is going to show up on Friday. Which is funny because, like, it, it, they were saying he's not, he said he's going to be all, gone for a while. And it's like, mm -hmm. I guess two weeks was a while. Yeah, like uh, when CM Punk didn't have a contract and won the world title mm -hmm. and left for two weeks. Yeah. Um,. I don't know, this this card, like I said, this card just feels a little weird. Does it feel weird because it sucks? Like, it doesn't feel special? There's, like, one high, one, like, special match on there? Like, alright, if we want to sit here and pretend that we could pretend that, okay, so behind Roman Reigns and Finn Balor for the Universal Championship, right? Mm -hmm. Let's, let's Let's, for the sake of argument, say Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair is the second most anticipated match. Right, I and, think that's fair. And I, I think that's fair. I mean, not by much. I mean, it's it's a big gap, is what mm -hmm. I mean. Because this, this Becky-Bianca is not as... It's not the storyline. It's not Roman Reigns has been champion for over a year mm -hmm. and has just dominated fucking everyone. And right. now he's got to fight Finn Balor as the demon who's undefeated in WWE. And, it, you know. Yeah, with with a match against Brock next month looming. Yeah, exactly. And we've discussed this where I said, you know, it's that's why this is such a no-brainer because Roman was already, they're already looking past Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor. Mm -hmm. And Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in a basic-ass match without a, without a championship is not money. Like, it's not Saudi Arabia money. Certainly not. So, that's just, it. you know, for the sake of that, the, you know, the championship is a prop. Mm -hmm. So, two matches. It, it really is. I, you know, bold statement here. I feel like this week's Dynamite and Rampage Grand Slam, if you put them together, is a bigger card than Extreme Rules. Well, if you just use Grand Slam, if you don't even have to talk about Rampage. Well, they were both Grand Slam, technically. I know that, but if you're yeah. watching it on TV and not fucking there, like, mm -hmm. it's still, because it's like a different, it's almost like magic. Like, it's a mm -hmm. different reality for people that went, you know, mm -hmm. than the people that saw it on TV. So, like, already the Wednesday night card was better. 
like if you think about it on scale. Yeah. Like like it's arguable that the opener of Wednesday night's card was better than this card. Well, I'm just saying like all the marks were 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 jizzing their pants and that Kenny Omega um uh Red Dragon I'm sorry, American Dragon, not fucking the tag team from Ring of Honor. <laughs> um Brian Danielson. Mhm. You know, coming out It's it's to be honest, it's, it's tough to reprogram from Daniel Bryan. It's Brian really hard. Mm-hmm. It's like you're on the spot because you're doing a wrestling podcast, so you can't get the guy's name wrong. Yeah. So you're trying to be very careful. Like some mm-hmm. of us don't care when we get people's names wrong, Rich. Mm-hmm. But you know, it is what it is. I care. Listen. <laughs> Damn. It. Listen, we can't all be Jr. and fuck up the same name every week. Look. I know this was a Jungle seg- Jack. This this was a segue to WWE presents AEW Grand Slam, <laughs> but um, I, th- I I just think we're in for it now because now Vince has to see he sees it now, and I think that's part of the reason why we have a draft coming up. Mm-hmm. So I, I think some special stuff is going to happen. That's part of the reason why NXT is making his changes. Yeah, and I really think this Braun Breaker kid is—he's the future. Like I like his energy. Mm. You know, it, it's like he's got the best of both Steiner brothers. It's weird. Yeah. So. And like he, he even sounds like his dad sometimes. Just just don't have any of the baggage from your uncle, and you'll be all right. Yeah, don't do math. Yeah, just leave it. Alone. If you're going, mm, wait, wait till later in your career to try math. Like, yeah, way later. Like, you want to get by on your own, mm. you know? Oh yeah. Okay, so I guess let's go to 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 Grand Slam. You know? <sighs> what a damn match! So Meltzer already said that. Uh, Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson both made Wrestler of the Week, which I didn't know he was doing that. I didn't know Wrestler of the Week was a thing. I never cared who's Wrestler of the Week because that's every that's their opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know much more than I do as far as I'm concerned, and I'm I'll die believing that. Yeah, it was just <laughs> funny that you know, of course, Meltzer's best friend Kenny Omega came back with. How is how is Brian Danielson wrestler of the week when he didn't win he didn't win the match all week he didn't win either right <laughs> but obviously that's the gimmick that's in character that's like MJF when he went on social media because his parents are supposed to sign where MJF and, and we when we think he sucks also yeah I saw like I have Twitter yeah and just in case anyone that's listening didn't see and then MJF uh responded with like you guys suck or something like that. I don't know if you know this, but people that are getting old, they have to mention every once in a while that they have a thing that young people do. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm just trying yeah. to keep my street cred. That's true, that's true. I have Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have the TikTok. I don't have that. I don't like I, I, I literally haven't even used it in months. You know, we should probably have a basement book of TikTok. We should probably have a basement book of TikTok to go, to go with the Instagram we barely use. Well, you can, but you fucking don't. 
And you can, but you don't. I I have more. the ratio is basement chair more and rich to riz not more. I posted like three times on our uh, Facebook this week. What? Oh, the Facebook. That's just one part. But did you add the podcast to the Facebook page? I still don't even know exactly what that means. What does this so sound no. like? What does that sound know, like, like the, to you? The the link was there. That means you could listen to the podcast from the page, adult. I didn't know that was even possible. It just happened. That's All why right. I set it up because I stay on top of shit for the podcast and the basement bookers listeners, which is why I they want me it. to remain champion. <laughs> they want me to because I'm responsible. I see. I'm responsible, guys. You could get the podcast on the <laughs> Facebook according to them. That's cool. I'm going to have to remember that later when I do the thing. Yeah, okay, whatever. So let's talk about Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. I knew it was going to be a tie when they're like, oh, there's a remaining. As soon yeah. as, as soon as it's like, oh, spoiler alert. I'm just waiting yeah, I, for it to just be over. Yeah, I remember they did that in, um, did they do it in Impact and it pissed Joe off? I think it was Impact. Uh, Samoa Joe was uh, was in a match and they were about to go to a time limit draw. And it was like, one minute remaining and 30 seconds remaining. It's like, you know, you're you're blowing up the spot here. That's... You're, you're killing the surprise because they literally don't do that for any other match. Yeah. For a TV match to go to a 30-minute time limit draw, first of all, that's got to be grueling for both guys. Brian hadn't competed, as we know, for like, what, seven months? Yeah, it's crazy how, you know, Daniel Bryan can only go the distance with uh, Kenny Omega, but fucking Christian Cage can beat him for the Impact Championship. You know, granted different circumstances, but this is what happens when the wrong person wins a match. I, I agree, but also you know, I think that just goes to prove that he does outwork everyone, because he out, he obviously outworked Brian Danielson. Yeah, man, nobody believes that. I certainly but, do. But, uh... <laughs> uh, you know, that that's just, that's just the story that AEW is telling me here. Yeah, I hate it. Uh, you know, like I, 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 I'm a fan. I like Christian Cage, but you know, I'm not you, right? You know, right. at least but, I'm not you if, in that regard. But if you look back, the only reason why he won was due to botched shenanigans, like there was interference attempts and um, uh, distraction attempts made by Kenny's crew that Christian Cage managed to to take advantage of. Look. I understand this. I understand why it happened. I understand why it happened. Because a sacrificial lamb was needed. They're not going to let some impact guy pin Kenny Omega. So right. they have to get the belt back on one of their guys eventually. Mm -hmm. Hell, they don't want even their second best guy. They're not going to use any of their homegrown talent mm -hmm. to put some impact guy over. And that's not to be disrespectful. These guys are also... I, I feel like I have to put a disclaimer after everything I say. <laughs> also, they work very hard and work away from their families, sometimes for very little pay, and the travel is bad, and the toll is taken on their body, not to mention the concussions and all that stuff, and who knows, and all the things, and addictions. Maybe you get addictions. I don't know. Maybe you get addictions to pain pills. You got to get alcohol. Then you're in a rehab center. Your whole life's fucking ruined. 
then you're, you know, you're, 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 you're sunny. You're checking dick pics and rating them for people for money. Or sometimes you're sleeping in the bed with them. I don't know. I don't judge. That's just the way the world is. And that's how it is for these people. Sometimes it's very hard. You know, sometimes it's behind the music. It's not always making the band. <clears throat> anyway. True. Um, I don't know what that was all about. But yeah, like I'm saying, like it's Christian sacrificial lamb. That's mm -hmm. it. I'm okay with that. You know, it makes sense to me. And, you know, I guess he's got like a relationship with Callus. You know, it's, it's good to be able to have somebody to call him a carny piece of shit. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's a good match. You know, I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot, too. Uh, obviously, like I didn't have my phone in my hand at all during that match. I knew I had to pay attention. Um, I thought it was really good. I saw Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson taking chances that we hadn't seen him take when he was in uh, WWE. So, obviously, they're giving him some more leeway. I still hope that um, we don't end up regretting this decision, that he doesn't uh, severely injure himself. Of course, we don't want anyone to, but with his history, especially. Like, we know he loves wrestling, but we don't want to see any sort of permanent damage done. Uh, excuse me while I uh, do it an imitation of someone trying to prevent somebody from killing themselves. Daniel Bryan! Bryan Danielson! American Dragon! You don't have to do this! <laughs> you don't. You have everything to live for. <laughs> you have two beautiful children, a wife that loves you. Don't do this. Like, it doesn't have to be all that crazy stuff. Yo, you know what else I was thinking about? I was thinking about this crazy-ass conspiracy. What if mm -hmm. the WWE, like, paid every doctor off to tell Daniel Bryan that he couldn't wrestle again? Just to stop him from wrestling. And had he not pursued other ways of getting himself back in the ring, it never would have happened. Did you be asking yourself, why, Jerry? Why would something crazy like that happen? Oh, maybe to prevent something like this. It's like, we don't want to use him here. But he could make a lot of money for other people. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just, you know, just an idiot on a podcast. I don't know. It's like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's it's an interesting conspiracy theory. I don't know if that'll gain a lot of traction. Good. I don't want it to. Make good. a good book. Like a fictional book. Just mm -hmm. think about it. I mean, you'd think that, that'd be a storyline in like, you know, Blood Red Makes a Dollar Green. You mm. know, maybe they bring it back with something like that. But I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, I mean, you know. It could be like a, a paternal old man. Like, think about think about this. Think about the things that Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, Adam Cole, Cole Adam say about Vince McMahon. Mostly Bryan Danielson, what he says about, or is it Daniel Bryanson? All right, listen, <laughs> whatever the hell his name is, like he said, like he wished people could see Vince the way he sees him. Mm-hmm. So it could be that Vince really cares about him and like he's got this incredible foresight to see what could happen to him and he doesn't want that to happen to him. Like he's scared for him. 
You know? I could I could see that. Like that's also possible, but we'll never know. Like people say he's like this the way they talk is like he's some kind of a machine, but I think like, you know, after all the tragedy throughout the years, you know, you, you get into your older years, you the twilight of your life and you start to see like, you know, you look back at your past and things that happened to these to these these strong young men that, that put their bodies on the line for you and, and, and put their trust in you and you know, and how some of them ended up like a man like that, he's gotta have a lot of demons. <clears throat> anyway. Sorry about that. Back to just the AEW. <laughs> Rampage, rampage, rampage. No, rampage, it's still rampage. dynamite. You know, we only oh, talked yeah, about the one match, kinda. You know, other mm-hmm. people wrestled. Rich, don't be so disrespectful. No, just in, in my head, I just mix up the name of the shows because I don't know why. Co- I should have had a second cup of coffee earlier. Somebody needs That's to talk bad. to Cody about his costuming because it sucks. Like, what was he going for? By the way, I could be mixing up two shows, but it was still the same fucking show. Uh, could be. I don't know. He, uh, I don't know if he was going for like Homelander or like a stunt devil guy, like a like an evil Knievel character. I think it was a little bit of Homelander, and it's funny because um, it's a long ass cape. Arn mentioned, Arn Anderson mentioned that the fans were pretty heavily booing Cody, and. He was suggesting that it's sort of along the lines of, well, they think Cody's going to turn heel and they're starting to see some signs. And I'm just like, no, I I don't know. Am I seeing something? Am I not seeing something I'm supposed to? Well, I mean, a lot of people say that that was a Homelander kind of look. Homelander is not a face. But I think Cody, like he does not want to be a heel. I think. I don't know. I mean, like, against... I think I uh, read an interview or something that said he never wants to be a heel. Again, or something like that. Yeah, but, you know, your mind could change. I guess you're right, brother. And why come out in, you know, in Homelander-inspired gear? We also, might be looking know, into it too much. Like, H- Homelander has more blue than he does red. True. Could be like an homage. This few of Malachi Black, Cody's obviously the face, though. He's gotta be, right? Yeah, but we don't know, like, what's coming. I feel like... But it's kind of heelish that his wife got involved. Yeah. It was... It's weird. Like, I don't know. I don't think there's gonna be another defection from the Nightmare family anytime soon. Because, like, we're we're just... Do we even finish the storyline of the Nightmare family versus the factory? I think that's over because it was like Big Show and Paul White. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Malachi Black came in and, and started that feud, and that was it. Yep. And QT Marshall was feuding with Tony Schiavone. Now Adam Cole's feuding with Tony Schiavone, kind of. That's kind of weird, right? Oh, Schiavone was always creepy. Yeah, but. Yeah, I didn't know Adam Cole was so insecure. Well, you know, he just doesn't want some old dude making passes at his girlfriend all the time. It's not like it'll work. He's like a kindly old grandpa. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like you, you want you want to say, listen, 
there's a line in the sand. He's treating with. Tony like creepy Uncle Tony. I think he's more like, you know, Grandpa Tony, you know? Eh. Grandpa still wants you to sit on his lap and... No. You just hate Tony Schiavone. I do hate Tony Schiavone. I'm not denying that. Well, take I, your I, hate I, elsewhere. Try to be I, professional. I, I think Adam Cole, baby, is right to draw the line. I think he's within his rights here. Boundaries. Exactly. It's like, listen, quit it. These are unwanted advances. Lay off it. And that's it. I think I've had a change of heart. Really? You've convinced me, Rich. Good. I'm, I'm not inflexible. Hmm. I'd probably be the same way. Hmm. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're seeing my point of view here. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of, uh, uh, what should we call it? Dan Lambert had quite the crew this week. Quite a few guys, including uh, Masvidal. Junior Santos was there again. Paige Van Zant. Yup. Basically uh, killers. Yeah, 100%. And he's going to have Scorpio Sky. and um, Hold on, what's that other guy's name? Fuck. Shit. Ethan Page. What? Ethan Page. Ethan Page. E- all ego, Ethan Page. That's right. Um, yeah, it's like, and like Hager and Jericho thinking they can beat them people up too. That other time was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, okay, Hager, you are good at UFC too, but there's more than one of them. Right. And if they they would just kill you, mm-hmm. like if you went against all of them, it's not like a movie. They're gonna take turns. Yeah. Or fine, take turns. We'll start with Junior Dos Santos, and you won't get past him. Right. And that's it. Dos Santos is a beast. Yeah. He is like he looks like a Neanderthal. Yeah. You know, and you you got to be careful. Like, there's a reason that we had to get rid of them. Too mm. strong. And and then Orlovsky. Yeah. Orlovsky. Let's not, let's forget the fact that Orlovsky's like a Orlovsky. He's like. He's also like a Russian, so he's probably crazy. Oh yeah, you know Those Cossacks. So, yeah, man. Anything Lambert does is great, so I don't mind. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. Yeah, this is this is so far better than what he was doing in TNA. Thankfully, like TNA, like I was groaning like at literally every time he'd come out and do his shtick because it was pretty much the same shtick as it is now, except um, at the time. Uh, what was uh, Colby Covington was the only one sort of taking any bumps or anything. So far, his guys haven't taken any bumps. They shouldn't. I agree. Um, like keep it, keep it this way. According to Ringside News, just gotta bring this up, guys. Brian Cage missed indie event after a bad reaction to stem cell therapy. Hmm, that's interesting. I wonder. There's any more detail on this than that? Let's see. Sorry, guys. I see breaking news. I don't want to bring it in before I forget. Uh, he was supposed to wrestle Buddy Matthews, the former Buddy Murphy. Murphy. However, Cage didn't make the show to wrestle Murphy in his post first post WWE match. 
It was stated that Cage's knees were flaring up after he had a recent stem cell treatment, according to Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Hopefully this issue won't keep Cage out of action for long. Hmm. Uh, J.C. Navarro, whoever the hell that is, no disrespect, you probably work very hard, put your body on the line, travel across all the lines, uh, filled in for the machine. But that didn't keep fans from missing the former FTW champion's presence. Buddy Matthews still called out Brian Cage during the event for no-showing. This seemed to build toward a future match when Cage can make the show. This is all this is from Ringside News. Back to you in the studio, Rich. Stem cells. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's the stuff I've like been a- saying Paige should get in her spine or whatever. Yeah, but you don't want them getting inflamed like that. Yeah, no shit. Obviously. Why even bring that up? No, I don't want them to be inflamed. <laughs> I want it to be fixed. Um- uh, so, I mean, obviously, something went wrong with the treatment. I don't know, maybe a blood type thing or whatever. Thoughts and prayers. Check that. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, Thoughts th- and there prayers. you go. Um, damn. Damn. It's, uh, damn. Damn. Uh, Dynamite and Rampage. Uh, literally, the thing I remember most was uh, Daniels and Kenny Omega. That really is okay. Let me help you. Uh, we also had we also had Punk and Hobbs to open Rampage. Hobbs got uh, Punk got color. I think something happened when he came off the top rope. Yeah, Hobbs doesn't belong up there. From things I've read about that match in general, from like people that were there live, um. Hobbs is sloppy like a sloppy Joe. Mm-hmm. And not to be confused with Samoans named Joe at all. No, be careful, bro. Right. And probably shouldn't be taking some risks. Uh, and maybe should take some time back at the Nightmare Factory. Again. Listen, here's the thing. All I'm saying... <laughs> I know every time... Everybody braces themselves when I say, look, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think Hobbs was the best choice to be wrestling punk. Mm-hmm. I think if you weren't injured, I think it should have been Starks. Is Starks injured still? or again? I don't know why he's not doing anything. He's just on commentary. He was on commentary for Rampage, and I think he was doing commentary for uh, Dynamite also. Yeah, he has said uh, Starks has been quoted as saying that he's going to be replacing Mark Henry. Yeah, on that's that's it. He is Rampage commentary. It already started. But he's well, he's the FTW champion, which you know doesn't mean uh, anything. It doesn't right. mean anything. AEW doesn't actually acknowledge it as a champion. Exactly, but like he's the champion, so he's the leader of the stable, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So it should have been him. Unless he's just wrestling all of them. That could be it. What I a think... waste of CM Punk. Hold on. No disrespect. So, so this is one of those things where I think that that match was made so that Hobbs could learn directly from Punk. You know how, like, there, there are some things that you can learn by hearing story or by reading instructions, but sometimes you learn more by doing... I think this is one of those situations where they're like, listen, this guy Willie Hobbs could really use your help. Mm-hmm. And Punk's like, all right, let's, let's let's get him in the ring. All right, accepting what you say to be true, mm-hmm. if I paid money for this long-ass show 
and had to wait in line for a hot dog for like 45 minutes. Which is crazy. And that that is a true story, by the way. Maybe you don't have your show this kid how to do a match at my fucking show. I'm just saying. Like, Mm. this other, like, this is a pay-per-view-esque evening. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing that to them? You know, you could do that when you're, like, doing, like, a Florida show or whatever. Like, I mean, check your venue. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that could have gone far worse, but it didn't. It wasn't bad, bad. But I will say, CM Punk is a brave man. I, I really was shocked to see that he went back to shorts. He's, he's in trunks now. Oh, yeah. I forgot he had pants the first time. Yeah. It was weird. It was jarring. I thought he was just doing, like, what Jericho did when Jericho switched the pants because it was time. Mm-hmm. But it looks like uh, Punk's got a little bit more time. In the trunk tank, whatever. And uh, good for him? Yeah. I guess. Dude, like, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to do that and not look disgusting. Well, they always look disgusting to me. But it, he doesn't look like he's out of shape. Yeah. It's not like he's Chuck Taylor. Right. You he's know. not every man. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, quote-unquote punchline of Rampage was the debut of Homicide. I'm trying to remember if he's been in AEW before. I don't think so. I don't know if it's a debut so much as a cameo, you know, a local cameo. Like Could not be a local cameo. Not everything is like, all right, he's he's all elite now. Yeah, you know, I, f- I feel like a lot of like one-off appearances. Is he still wrestling? As far as I know. Fuck. Because uh, you remember him and Kingston were in... NWA. All right, so I got a confession to make. Yeah. My DVR doesn't didn't treat the second half of Rampage as anything. Mm, That's unfortunate. Yeah. So I believe there was supposed to be a match with Miro versus Sammy. Did I miss that? Um. Or is that for next week? So that's next week. So Sammy and Fuego did Sammy's sign gimmick, but it was like they weren't on commercial break, so you knew something was going to happen. Uh, Miro attacked them from behind, uh, tossed Fuego off the stage through a table, and then locked the game over on Sammy on the uh, stage. All right, did. To, to set up the match. Did Ruby Soho tap? I believe she did. Okay. That? that was. I don't know on... which night they are, it doesn't matter. I'm just trying to get through this because we've been at this for a while. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, that was Dynamite. Uh, the, that was the main event of Dynamite. She did tap, but there was a distraction by Rebel and interference by Jamie Hayter. Good. I mean, she still has like one win, but she just got there. So this this time, it depends exactly. on what they do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they uh, probably continue to build Ruby. You know, she she's, you know that that was her first AEW singles match, so she's zero and one technically, and now it's like all right, now now we build. Remember that picture I sent you last night? It was the little like picture in the corner, and yeah. it's got CM Punk, Brian Danielson, and Miro, and Doctor Britt Baker DMD, right for their little like you know. Look at us. We're AEW. Buy tickets. It's kind of mm-hmm. interesting. Like three out of four of them 
are not original to that uh, organization. Yeah, everyone starts somewhere. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. You got other people you could have put on there. You could have put Cody on there. Like, was it? Why wasn't Cody on there? Would wouldn't you say? That- or Kenny? Dude, he's their world champion. Kenny could have been on there. As far as Cody, I think all three of those names are bigger than Cody. Yeah, but it's still, that's his show, though. Right, but you know he. That doesn't help. That doesn't help it that for him not to be on there. Well, how? Like he's got a reality show for crying out loud. Like he does, but but so we're trying to avoid what I'll call the Jarrett effect, where the one of the principal owners of the company will shove his presence down your throat. Uh, Jared did that with TNA. Okay, but there's a big difference. Cody can never be the world champion. Mm-hmm. So, it's not exactly the same. Jared was the champion. Cody right, has but, yet to be champion and probably never will. Right, but he still doesn't have the drawing power. And he's. I think this is his acknowledgement of that. That he doesn't have the drawing power of a CM Punk, of a Brian Danielson. Miro is the TNT champion. He belongs there. Britt Baker is the women's world champion. She belongs there. If they're going to highlight two other male stars, should Kenny Omega be there? Yes. But who is Kenny Omega going to oust? Punk or Danielson? Maybe just put the five of them there instead of just four. Yeah, like I, like it's not it's an arbitrary number. We're just I'm just going based on what I saw. Like I didn't say yeah. you couldn't just add people, but why not? Like, mm-hmm. it's not like it's turning it into an eyesore. It's mm-hmm. like, why not more people that represent what, like, to me, that is like, that's your calling card. It's like, this is what we're offering. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because if you think back to the territory days, your champion was literally the one that drew. Like, if you don't have your world champion on that, on your stuff like that, it's, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he's not been champion for a while. Granted, I, I look, I don't look at everything. There might have been ones that are like, hey, you look at this one, man. And I'm like, but, but that one stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Look, like I said before, we're just a couple of guys. We're on a podcast. We're here. You, everybody else, blood, sweat, and tears, you know? <laughs> I agree. It's weird. It's very weird. But they, 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 should, they, they, they easily could have had Kenny. But I understand why they didn't have Cody on there. Yeah, all right, fine. Like, it doesn't have to be Cody. Mm -hmm. But Kenny Omega, you couldn't have Kenny Omega on there, man? Come on, son. If I guess he's not a big deal as Don Callis says he is. Mm. You could put that in the storyline. Like, that he's upset that they don't have the world champion on that adversary. Justice, Kenny, that they don't have Kenny, by God, Omega. Yeah. It's perfect. You advertise your world champ. I, f- I feel like, especially as a nod to the past, you advertise your world champ. Always. 100%. Because if the world championship and champion don't mean anything, then what does? Exactly. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Why is the TNT championship and the women's world championship more important than the world championship? Exactly. Those other guys don't even have championships. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go. All right, now what? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's it. You're not that impressed by um All right. Um 
good show. Um, you know, everybody did what they were supposed to do. Uh, you know, it was good. Yeah, we already talked about Roman Reigns. I'm trying to think of other important stuff on WWE, and I'm not, I'm not seeing it. Well, NXT uh, 2.0, you know, they're gonna th- tell you about what they got here. They got here just the greatest tag team champions they're gonna have is uh, these two new guys, um, Jensen and Briggs. Mm. Like they did like a ta- like a little old school promo in a bar, you know. One of them was feeling sorry for themselves after losing the breakout tournament or whatever, and they mm. ran into another one, and it was just it was like wow, these guys are actual friends, man. They're like, you know, good old boys from the country or whatever, and they were just mm-hmm. you know, I thought it was like really cool, man. I tell you what, they just yeah, sound right. more right. fun than um. Who's the who's the champs now? Two point uh, or is that a that's an AEW team? That, that that's My an bad. AEW team that never got anywhere. Uh, in NXT. What are these guys? Uh, Hyper Guy One and Hyper Guy Two. MSK. Oh, see, that's why it's a stupid tag team name. Because if it was good, I would have got it right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they have not and will not explain what MSK stands for. It's like I have like a, it was like a little hat. And there's mm-hmm. all these tag team names from AEW and NXT, and they're just all mixed <laughs> up. And it's like, I don't know who the mm-hmm. fuck is what. Yeah. It's like a 2.0 MSK um, other one. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no disrespect to anybody. I know you work really hard to achieve your dream and all the sacrifices you had to make, and you don't see your family and all that stuff. So um, this, e- this Ikumin Gyro guy, Jiro, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know if Gyro would work too good. Not landing for me. No. Why? Not 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 feeling. That's weird. Like he he always wears a blazer when he's when he's wrestling. It's always like wacky looking. I don't care. And his in ring work. I mean, like it's not. I'm not saying it's bad. It's not a style that I prefer. Yeah, you know, I always wonder that sometimes. You ever see a character and you're like, well, this doesn't resonate with me at all. Yeah, but, that's this. But then I think, this resonates to somebody and I wonder who that is. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's you, can you, like, explain why? Mm-hmm. Um, let Rich Torres know. Because it, I think it's interesting to know other people's point of view. Like, what is it that I'm not seeing? Is a, is a yeah. good question to ask yourself in all areas of life. You, you'll get pretty far um, if you ask so, yourself that before you commit to a narrative. Yeah. So I have a for instance here. Um, my friend Mark, who, as we know as well as that, which works for Pro Wrestling Magic. It's not um, a made-up person. It's a real person. Yes. I mean, His name who, is actually Mark. Who, who would use that? Who would use Mark for a fake person? Like, really? Uh, smart Mark Sterling. God damn it, Rich. Like, I'm trying to help. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, um, he is a huge Minoru Suzuki fan. Now, he, he watches New Japan a lot. Like, a lot more than I do. Because, I, like, I've seen, like, two or three Wrestle Kingdoms, and that's it. And that's, like, 40 hours of wrestling right there. Um, But he got to meet Minoru Suzuki a couple years ago, like... This I think a couple years ago, like either this week or last week, he posts the picture every year on the anniversary 
uh, where he's got like this big Kazaninari, or however you pronounce it, because I know I'm pronouncing it wrong, flag, and he's posing with Suzuki with the flag, and it's this huge, amazing memory for him, and I'm sure, like, from everything I've been told, Minoru Suzuki is a tremendous legend in Japan. From what I have seen of him on AEW, you know, the Japanese style of wrestling never really resonated with me. Some of it I like, but the whole the strong style thing where, you know, you, you no-sell something, and then you hit a big move, and then you both sell at the same time. Eh, the, you know, the fighting spirit thing. Not my thing. Mark is a huge fan of this. Huge. That's great. Yeah, so if Ikemen Jiro, however you pronounce it, I apologize for saying it wrong, but, you know, I'm sure NXT, the NXT folks are saying it wrong, so I'll blame them. Um, it, it, if that's your cup of tea, let me know why you think that. Like, with that outfit, it makes me feel like he's one step removed from wearing clown makeup. Yeah. You know, and that's no disrespect. I'm just saying it looks like a clown gimmick, kind of. Like, he's got, like, yeah. a clowny gimmick without the it's makeup. A, like Yeah, it's a clowny kind of gimmick. Yeah. It's a stark contrast to literally anything Tommaso Ciampa or Timothy Thatcher have ever done in their careers. And what do they have all in common? They're, 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 they're men who worked hard to follow their dream. That's right. You know, I just want to throw that out there. If, if this is what Ikemenjiro has always aspired to be, and he is now fulfilling it, then I am incredibly happy for him. He's done more, you know, than mm-hmm. us, and that, if that's the regard, then he's achieved, you know, the pinnacle mountaintop, you know. Mm-hmm. By the way, where are those guys? Do they, uh, I haven't heard that referenced. Well, well, Champo had a, had a brief promo this week. I said pinnacle. Oh, the pinnacle? Oh. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I thought you were mentioning, uh, talking about, uh, Champa and Thatcher. Uh, Pinnacle Spears did a thing last week? Yes, yeah, FTR, it's Spears, it's MJF, and Wardlow. I think FTR had a thing this week, MJF had a thing this yeah, week. Yeah, but they, they never the mentioned that it, they're As a, a group, faction? really, yeah. Well, they seem to sort of all be doing their own thing. That doesn't necessarily mean that... Uh, they're not together anymore. It's just that, you know, the inner circle is all doing their own thing now also. Yeah. Sammy Guevara is feuding with Miro yeah, and but no longer Sean Spears. I thought inner circle was for life. Why didn't well, anybody they... help him? Valid, valid question. I feel like that's um, maybe lazy storytelling. It's inconsistent mm-hmm. and very WWE-ish. Yes, I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. That's a, that is exactly a point I was going to make. Um, but you know, AEW so far has kind of been known for their inconsistencies in storytelling, and sort of like stop-start kind of thing. And let's do this. So no, let's try that. Changing their minds. So, um, they've been better with it the past couple weeks. But this is, and you're right, I hadn't even really thought of that, but you're right to point that out, that Inner Circle should have helped Sammy. And Inner Circle should have helped uh, Jericho and Hager. Yeah. But like, and here's the other thing, I, I don't want to just get, you know, because I forgot to mention on AEW that they made Jungle Boy look like a tool. 
I always hate this gimmick. You know how, like, if somebody's got, like, some the face has the heel in a submission. Mm-hmm. And the referee's in the ring. He's fine. And there's a, one of the idiots will be on the apron. Like, hey, look at me. Yeah, Come look, on. Look, look at me. Let and, go of that. Come over here. And the face breaks the hold. Yeah. It's like, no, you idiot. <laughs> Let him flail around while you wreck his friend. Because mm-hmm. it's not like they're getting out of it because of that. They're getting out of it because you let go. Yep. And it's like, I get the ref has to pay attention to shit, but like he doesn't have common sense. All right, this guy's just acting like an asshole. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. It's just, it, I, it's things like that irk me. Like Faces aren't always portrayed as intelligent. They're not, it, but that's so stupid. I, it's dumb. Like, bad guys should be tricked. Mm-hmm. You know? Bad guys good guys get cheated they don't mm-hmm. get tricked they get cheated mm-hmm. like better would be if like they pulled the ref out by his foot or something or like with the distraction jungle boy keep, keeps the hold on um the ref goes to deal with whoever's on the outside i don't remember the match offhand i don't want to look that's better the because then it's on the ref it right. kind of buries the ref a little bit but he still got to keep control of the match right even or though like, he could just ignore the guy but that doesn't work in wrestling Right, but like it's it's a small thing from being on the apron and shouting to, oh hey, I'm coming in, yeah. Because all you know, you, you you lift the leg, you put it, you, you you shift it over a little, and boom, you're in the ring. You know what's funny is thinking about this. It's like, dude, like what do you expect from people? Because it's, everyone admits that they're a fan of pro wrestling, mm-hmm. if like the wrestlers themselves, like they they grew up on it. Da da da. da. How are you falling for the same tricks then? I guess you weren't paying attention to when you was watching this shit. Like, you'd think they'd come up with different ways to trick you, but I guess you could do but so many things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you grew up watching this. Like, think about it. We're supposed to think of it as a shoot, right? Right. So it's like, all right. I'm not going to fall for that because it's an obvious trick. It happened to Hogan and such and such. Back in 1980, what the fuck? I'm not. I'm not falling for that. That's a. That's a regular old savage to the steamboats. I don't know. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, I'm not falling for that move. Tells all this time. Yeah, it's it's weird that it's so that's weird. So so to, so just continue what I was saying. Like the ref should go deal with the persons on the apron, while the while Jungle Boy keeps the hold on, and someone else comes and hits Jungle Boy from behind or pulls the guy he has in the submission. To the ropes so that Jungle Boy breaks it or something. Basically, you get the ref out of position and then take advantage of the fact that the ref is out of position. And that's sort of... And this always bugged me. This just came came to mind. This is not directly on the same topic. But in Impact Wrestling, formerly TNA as we know. I saw it more in TNA because I just really haven't seen Impact lately. Hey now. Um... In a, in a no-DQ match, there'll be either a ref bump or the ref will, like, try to, like, stop some interference. And that's when the heels do something behind the ref's back. It's like, did you forget that it's no-DQ that you don't need to go to these lengths to, quote-unquote, cheat because there's no rules? Like, that, to me, just makes no sense. Yeah. Like you're not getting heat by that. You're get you're, you're just being stupid. If it was a straight match with rules, 
then yes, you have to get the referee out of position in order to do anything that's illegal because it's illegal. You know, chair shot. You know, in a in a triple threat match, everything's legal. So yeah, hit a chair shot. Why not? Yeah, sometimes cool things happen. Like they'll trick you. Like when I when we during the Alistair Black uh, Cody match, where he goes under the ring and you're like, all right, he's gonna he's gonna pull something out mm-hmm. and he's gonna hit him with it, and that doesn't happen. But what he was really doing was setting himself up to miss him, mm-hmm. which was interesting. It's like you think you oh he's gonna do this, he's gonna have like a chair, he's gonna hit him or whatever. But no, mm-hmm. you know it doesn't happen until later. And I think that was a good way to win. You know, yeah, that that adds a new dimension to the Malachi Black character. I think it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm down with it, and I'm not even like huge into him, but I think that's that's like Chef's kiss, man. Yeah, just it's like the the little extra on top, right? It's the cherry on top, man. Mm-hmm. So one other thing I want to address. So like a lot of people, like obviously we're we watch what's going on with the IWC because we talk about it and everything. So some people are online. And like they'll they'll read about they'll read an interview with Jericho or with Malachi Black or Cody or whoever, and say oh they they can't they can't stop talking about WWE like every every AEW interview has some sort of mention of WWE, and I'm tired of it. Let's let's look at a fact here. This is an undisputable fact. AEW wouldn't exist without WWE. The f- the fans come from WWE. Because AEW is only two years old. If you're a wrestling fan, you've been watching W. In, if you're a wrestling fan in North America, I should say, you've you're a wrestling fan because of WWE. Because you watched WWE growing up, the whole time, right? The founder, one of the founders of AEW, came straight from WWE. That's, and you know, that's an obvious thing. And everything. About AEW is literally because of WWE. The platform, just the fact that this genre exists at the level that it does, is because WWE made it so. So for an AEW talent to talk about how, oh, it's great being AEW, you know, when I was in WWE, blah blah blah, or I got a call from WWE, but I I felt like I wanted to go there, and for the for the trolls online to complain that WWE is being mentioned in an AEW interview, understand that that is literally the standard. It is simply the standard, period. And that's just how it is. You Because WWE is literally synonymous with wrestling. When you and I were growing up, do you watch wrestling? Yeah. Cool. Who's your favorite? Hulk Hogan. Savage. Mr. Perfect, this one, that one, whatever. Because that was what we had. We had the WWF then. Not a lot of people said Mr. Perfect. I know, but Perfect was great. No, I know, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think like, um, my, I, I'll speak for myself. I appreciated him more later on once I looked back and realized how damn good he was. You know, as a kid, he's just arrogant and... You know, uh, Bobby Heenan or whatever would always cheat to help him win. Not always, but occasionally. And he was the heel. So he didn't like him. But, looking back, he was that good. 
Either way, or Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, whichever. There's a your lot favorite, of people. Yeah. Yeah. Your favorites were from the WWF. And they said, you know. Well, plus WC- this is where we grew up, though. Like, we exactly. didn't have, like, we didn't get the other stuff, really. Exactly. To reference my friend Mark again, he was a huge WCW fan. But you know what? The, you know, WCW wouldn't have been as big as it was without the WWF. Yeah. It's, it, it's just how it is. So stop complaining that AEW stars are always mentioning WWE in interviews because if not, it's it, it then just becomes the elephant in the room and then you're you're begging them to, to reference it. So stop. And that's all. That's all I want to rant about. Uh, wow, man. You know what? I don't think there's a better way to close this podcast. All right. That. Well, I guess that means it's time for me to hit the socials. Yes, sir. Uh, as far as getting in touch with us, you can email us. You can email us. I can speak. Basinbookers at gmail.com. Uh, we're, of course, on Twitter at Basinbookers, at Basinbookers, at Average There is. DMs are open if you want to tell us anything, comment on anything uh, more privately. Uh, we, we can get, we'll get back to you. Uh, Instagram, Pod. We have a Facebook page, Basin Bookers, which is apparently also now a source for the podcast itself. As far as other sources for the podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, Jerry's got a parting message. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. Make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers, please. And thank you. Enjoy Extreme Rules. And as always, Jerry's got a parting message. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. Make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers, please. And thank you. Enjoy Extreme Rules.